Hi, I'm Georgia, and welcome to Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you decided to join me in my conversation today. Together, we're going to laugh, maybe cry, and use this time to grow stronger in our faith while hanging out with some really awesome humans. My prayer is that these conversations spark a deepening of your faith, and your soul truly feels refreshed. And welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm seriously like just in awe because I'm getting to talk to one of my friends that I haven't talked to in like a year, which is a very long time, but we all know 2020 was a little crazy. So I am just so excited to introduce to you my sister, Gretchen Saffles. Gretchen is an amazing woman of the Lord. She is a sweet, sweet daughter of the King that loves to be his daughter. Girl, let me tell you. And she's a mama, she's a wife, and she's an amazing friend and mentor and a great speaker. Oh, I just love her. She's awesome. You may know her from Well-Watered Women, but here she is to chat with us today about what it means to be a well-watered woman. Hi, Gretchen. Hey, friend. I'm so glad to be here with you. Girl, thank you for making time for us today. Yes, I wish we could be in person, but I'm grateful for the internet (laughs) that we can connect this way. Me too. And last time I saw you, girl, we were just having a ball in the fall of 2019. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. That was, that seems like yesterday, but it was a while ago and it was so fun. Girl, you did such an amazing job and we were at the Lifeway Girls Conference together and it was such an honor to host that event and it was such an honor to sit under your teaching of God's word and here in Nashville and also in Texas and and so much has happened since then and since then now you've got this little book coming into the world. It's not little y'all. It is a big deal and we're going (laughs) to talk about how big of a deal it is and what God's doing and wow, you've just seen a lot of life and a lot of healing and a big journey. And yeah. how are you? I am doing good. I mean, we are, we're in a crazy season, but one of the things I believe is when we feel like life is falling apart, God's word holds us together. Mm. And we've seen that globally in our world this past year, just so many things that were so unexpected. And I just find so much comfort knowing that God is sovereign and he's not surprised. He's not going, Oh no, what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and so just clinging to who he is and to his character has brought so much comfort and peace in this season. And, um, I'm just really hopeful that he's just doing a good work in us. That's so good. And that's been really comforting to me too, is that he's not surprised. I've had to tell that to my friends a lot too. And just saying it over and over has been so comforting because he knows he's the, he's the one that holds tomorrow. And we're the one that, that just need to steward the breath that he's given us today. And so, yeah. oh girl, that's been comforting me too. I'm glad, I'm glad you're right there with me. Yes. So before all this started, you were once a college girl, just like me. Yep. <laughs> and uh, what did that look like as you journeyed out of college into just more of the woman of God, who God's called you to be? Yeah. The college years were so formative for me. I mean, you probably know this, Georgia, when you're in college, there's so much that happens, so much change, transition, you grow from just, you know, you've been in high school in this kind of like very formative stage, but then you are growing into being an adult who's on your own 
and who is making your own decisions, figuring out what am I going to do with my life? All of those things. And so in college, I actually walked through some pretty hard things too. When I look back at my college years, um, there's heaviness in my heart. My freshman year, I struggled with an eating disorder and that kind of shaped a lot of my college years. Um, it was something that I never expected to struggle with. Um, and I think that is also why Satan so just, he, he shot his arrows right there because I felt confident, you know, going into college, but then I lived in this all girls dorm and I was out of this safety net of, you know, being with my parents, my friend group that I had always been with. I was in this brand new place. And during that season, God, um, he stripped me of so many lies that I had believed about myself and about him. And through that breaking point and through just walking through such brokenness, God brought so much healing Mm -hmm. and he used that to help me really understand how incredible the gospel is that, um, Christ didn't just save me the day that I gave my life to him when I was seven years old, but every single day he's doing a renewing work in my life. And that the gospel is what I hope in and what I cling to. So when I think on my college years, I I think about that, but then I also think about the renewing he brought and this incredible hunger for his word. Because when I started to see those lies that I had clung to that had led me to the bottom of this pit, um, this deep, dark pit that I felt like, how am I ever going to be rescued from this? How is God ever going to use me for the kingdom? Look what, look what I'm struggling with. I felt just completely, um, disqualified from the race. And the only way that I could find true healing was through knowing his word. I needed to know, God, what do you say about this? What do you say about, um, who I am in you? And I want to actually walk that out. And so God also sent just several women in my life through my church that I got involved in when I was in college and they walked with me. They showed me what it means to love Jesus and to not only be a reader of God's word, but a doer of his word, a believer of his word, a woman of his word. And so I see brokenness and healing in those years. And those, again, those were part of my story that ushered me into what I do today and sharing truth with women, truth from God's word that will bring them freedom and pointing them to Jesus, who is our rescuer, our redeemer, and the restorer of our souls. I remember you sharing that during those college years, you had a little, a little box of scripture cards. And yeah. I just love that because that was how you were watering your soul in that season. Cause it looks different in every season. I'm excited yes. to hear about the differences and how not to compare your seasons of that. But in yeah. college, you know, it may look like just truly having to have some little cards in your back pocket, in your purse, in your car, on your mirror, and just remind yourself because And the struggle is real. I mean, you have to daily renew your mind. And so are there a few verses that come to mind when you think of that eating disorder in that college season that we could tuck in our back pockets? Yes. So Ecclesiastes 2.25 was a verse that I um, went back to so often. It was for who can eat and have enjoyment without him. That's kind of what it says. Like we can't do all of these things in our life and find true joy if they're not centered around Christ. 
So I was struggling with what I put into my body and what I looked like on the outside. And I wanted to bring that into submission to his word that God is the creator of food. He's the creator of my body. He created us to enjoy him in this life. And then Colossians, I think it's Colossians four. I want to make sure I was actually just reviewing this, but set your mind on things above and not on things that are on this earth. And the importance of when we set our minds on is what will shape our lives. So I want to set my mind on the things of God, the things that he loves, the things of his word that are unchanging and never Mm -hmm. failing. And so our thoughts are constantly going, we're constantly ruminating on something. And I don't want it to be the things of this world. I want to be constantly ruminating and meditating on the things of God's word that have always been and will always be. Those are our sufficiency and those are the foundation of our lives. So um, those two, those two verses were ones that I went to, went back to so often in that, um, in that season. But I will tell you, I wish I had brought those verses up here. I actually have them downstairs still. I mean, this has been, it's been, I think 14 years since I used those and I still have them. And, and though I actually have different things I use to memorize scripture. Now I will never get rid of those cards because I can see that they're tattered and torn when I was riding the bus, I would pull them out. When I was studying, I would have them next to me because I wanted to be reminded, why am I even doing this? I feel like sometimes in college, you can feel like college is just getting you to the next thing. And why do you you think, why do I have to take a test? I don't want to take a test. I want to go be doing something for God's kingdom. Um, But really anything that we do for God's glory, like you can study for that test for God's glory to bring him honor. And that is doing a work in your soul that will prepare you for what you're going to do later. And so really learning that I can love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, even as I'm going, you know, to grab lunch with a friend, even as I am studying for this test for statistics, and I don't even like statistics, you know, like, but all of that is necessary for me to get my college degree for me to then be able to use this degree for God's glory. And so to remember that these years are not waiting or wasted years. These are very important years. God is forming your soul. He's forming your passions and to really embrace them for his glory, not to wish them away, you know, waiting, thinking, Oh, if I just get to the next season, then that's going to be my fruitful season. No, like what God is doing in your life right now, it matters. Girl. That's so encouraging because I have a lot of astronomy homework to do. It's just, you know, going outside and doing astronomy is great. But when you're taking astronomy online, it's a whole nother ballpark. So finding joy in the little things. And and that's something too, like even with these Zoom classes, I found so much joy, Gretchen, and like going into the chat and I will see all the girls on there and I'll each like send them a private message like, hey, I hope you have a great day. And it's just planting those little seeds of like, how can I choose? joy. And, you know, I also read in Candace Cameron Bray's book yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. This is like, I found this book for like 75 cents. So I was like, why not? I'll read it. It's about her time on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Her son was really young at the time. This was a few years ago, but he was telling his mom that how, even if you're not in a good mood and you smile, it's scientifically proven that your mood will change. And so it's like, let's, let's choose joy. It's something we have to put on. Let's, let's choose to put the scripture in front of us. Let's choose to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things will 
all these things will come in their due season and due time, but let's just seek him and everything. And so that just yep. really encouraged me. Thanks. Gretchen. Yeah. yeah. No matter how you feel, we choose to spend yeah. time with God's word. And Georgia, I have never, ever, ever regretted spending time in God's word. Like mm-hmm. I can't think of a single time where I read scripture and I was like, I could have been scrolling social media just now. That would have been, no, I've never thought that, <laughs> but I will tell you there have been so many times where I didn't read God's word and instead went throughout my day doing all my things and my own strength. And I mean, there was a huge difference and I did regret, like I needed to fill my soul with the truth of God's word. And also about your astronomy, you know, homework and all that stuff, girl, like God is the creator of astronomy, like he is the creator of all of those stars of the moon, of the sun, of gravity, of all of these things. And my dad always says that, you know, we're discovering those things. Like we're not inventing those things. God is the creator of that. And so even as you're studying, like ask God to just expand your, your understanding of how great he is. And even seeing in scripture, like he is the one who made all of this stuff. Like it's, it blows my mind. And so, um, you know, even just to, to view things differently instead of a have to, that it's a get to, how can I get to know God more in this thing that I'm doing right now? Like that changes your life. I love that. I love that so much. That needs to be like a post-it note on my on my mirror. What do I yeah. get to do today for his yeah. glory? And, and I, I just love it. The one that breathed life into my lungs knows my name and created me in his image and created you in his image, Gretchen. And still we have these beautiful trees and beautiful birds that it's just like, wow, it kind of makes me want to cry. He's so, he's so intimate. And to think about all the different variations of flowers and how yes. honey tastes so sweet and yep how like just there's, I I don't even know the different temperatures outside, literally everything. Everything. Yeah. And so he's never going to leave or forsake you. And so of course he's not going to waste a season. (laughs) Exactly. We see that in the physical seasons, like outside winter, you know, everything is dead and it it can feel so sad. I can just kind of be like, I really love spring. I love flowers. I love greenery. Like, and so in the winter seasons, I can feel, Oh, I just want to get through winter. But really God is doing a work like the plants and the ground need to rest. And even right now outside, um, you know, our rose bushes, they get pruned back in January and it's always kind of sad because you're like, oh, they look so awkward and stubby now. But if I were to walk outside right now, there's these teeny tiny little buds on them and they are about to start growing again. And in just a few months, like they're going to be full of beautiful blooms and God was doing a work in that winter season. And so every season of, you know, just nature reflects that God is doing a work. He's keeping the world in motion. They're all necessary in life. And those reflect the seasons of our lives too. And so, um, we can be women who are in God's word in every season. And that doesn't mean it's always easy, but if we want to live a life that is fruitful and full and free, we have to be watered by the word of God. That's so true. And like, even in your winter seasons, it may look a little different. Mm -hmm. And and that's something too. I sometimes get discouraged with myself if I'm tired of doing the same routine over and over. And I look back and, 
and the enemy can even, he can use anything, but looking yeah. back and being like, Oh, you did so good in this season. You just were memorizing scripture and doing all the things. <laughs> you were such a good Christian and look at you now. You're not doing as much. It's, it's not a performance based right. merit. Like you're not right. running this race because you're, you need to run, just walk with him. And yes. so Gretchen, like even in these winter seasons, like what, what have you done to just sit and be with the father? It, it may look different than a spring season, but they're both so important. Yeah. Winter seasons can often look like a season of rest and mm-hmm. rest and renewal. Spring is invigorating. You just want to get outside and start planting and doing things and running and just enjoying life. But I feel like winter you pull back and it's also a time to just evaluate Um, I actually literally did this, this past winter, I felt exhausted and worn down and burned out. And I knew I needed to, I needed to get off of social media. I needed to cut back in my schedule and just be with the Lord. And so during that time, I actually just sat in one passage of scripture that whole time. And my goal was to meditate on it, to literally just keep chewing on it in my mind over and over and over. So that this passage of scripture, which was Psalm 23, it's one that you can probably say right now, but I think we can read a passage like that and just move on past it. We lose the awe and the wonder of that passage and and the power. So I sat in that passage. I, I memorized it. And even throughout the day, when I start to feel maybe just discouraged or distracted, I start going through that passage. I recite it in my mind. And so I would go through it so slowly and just ask God to make it a part of my being, like to make Psalm 23, not just words that I read or words that I say, but words that I believe and words that I live. Hmm. And so I took that time away to also reevaluate the things that were causing me to feel burned out and dead on the inside and dried up and to ask God, Lord, what are things that need to be taken away? It was almost like the Lord was um, using that season to just prune away the things that needed to go so that his truth would be what remains and what grows when springtime comes. And so um, that's something I have to do a lot, Georgia. Like it's not just a, oh, I did it that one time and I never need to do that again. We're constantly needing to pull back. And um, the Christian life looks so different than this world, than the things of this world. I mean, we're called in the world to like hustle, to keep going, to make your dreams happen, to do big things, to, to be better than everybody, to compete, to win all of those things. But Jesus says, be still, follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross. I mean, it's totally opposite, but that's the way to true life. And so if we want to live that way, we need to be guided by his word and by the Holy spirit. That's so good. And it's, it's so easy to hear all those things and be like, oh yeah, be still. And, but it's so hard to actually walk it out. Yeah. I mean, just this morning, Georgia, like just this morning I woke up and I've got two little boys. So mornings are very, they're not just super slow. Like my boys get up. I need to start making breakfast, getting them ready for school, getting them dressed, just all of the things. And, you know, a lot of times I'll try to read a little bit of the word before they get up um, because they get up really early. But even today, I knew that when they left, I was like, I need to just be still with the Lord and everything in me, everything in me was like, but you have a lot of stuff to do. Like you need to get working. You need to get dressed. You need to do the laundry. You need to do the dishes. You need to run to the store. Like 
I could just keep listing all of these things, but I knew that my soul needed to be still and be with the Lord. And so I I was like, Lord, I'm going to follow you. And so I got out my journal. I got out my Bible and just spent time with him. And I could hear the birds outside because my boys had left to go to school and you know, it was still, and this doesn't happen all the time, but it was just still. And I was reading the word and, and I, I just was so at peace with the Lord. And I know that probably right now I would not feel that peace if I had gone, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just jump into all my things. I don't need God's word right now. And so it was the opposite of what I felt like I needed, but it was exactly what I needed to be able to live this day for his glory. And just, um, you know, out of the overflow of his word and what he's doing. So yeah, it can be hard, but by his grace, he gives us just the desire and the hunger and the discipline to set aside that time and to actually be still like literally stop moving and just be still with the Lord. Yeah. I I love that. And I've seen the difference that it's made in my life. Like mm-hmm. truly, like I can tell the days that I've been with him and I can oh, yeah. tell the days that I'm not, because sometimes I'm a little more sassy. The red hair comes out, you know, <laughs> yeah. or it's those days that I'm like, okay, God's word says to be quick to listen and slow to speak. I'm going to walk this out because yeah. it's another thing to like read the word and know the word, but it's another, it's a whole nother level to like know it and live it. And so I just, I just love that. I just, I just love it. And one thing that I love that you have with well-watered women is the give me Jesus journal, because that is an amazing resource to like have your little prayer prompt. Okay. Now let's, what did we learn from this passage? Because I think it's so easy to read scripture and then Mm. go on with our day. And then someone someone could ask you, Oh, what did you, what did you read in God's word today? And you could literally not remember. We're yep. so quick to forget us little humans, you know? Yeah. And so the Give Me Jesus Journal, when did that start? Like, how was that born? Yeah. So that actually started after I got married. Um, well, okay. I want to back up just a little bit more. After college, I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I graduated. I need to get a job. What was your I'm degree? Still single. My degree was fashion merchandising. Are you serious? I didn't even know that. Yeah, fashion merchandising. Yes, fine. queen. So I wanted to either go into the fashion industry, but I still wanted to go. I felt the Lord calling me to go to seminary. And I had always wanted to marry my passion for creativity and for fashion with ministry and with the church. Because, you know, I think we can go read our Bibles and then we go to our closet and get dressed and feel so insecure. And then we idolize clothes or what we look like or getting the next thing. And and I'm really passionate about taking God's word into our everyday life so that it impacts, I mean, even just the little things that we do, like going shopping and getting dressed. And so um, I graduated and worked at a boutique in Athens. I went to University of Georgia, by the way. Cute. Um, yeah, I worked at a, a boutique there and the Lord just through his sovereignty and just kind of divine working, um, got a phone call from a church in Nashville asking if I would come and turn with middle school ministry. And I was like, um, I need a job. <laughs> and I went still, I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to help at one of their D now weekends. And on my way there, I mean, it was just this like Holy spirit moment of you are, you're supposed to go here. And so I quit my job, which the lady I was working for thought I was crazy to quit and go and turn at a church. 
Um, but I knew that God was calling me. So I went, ended up getting a job in the women's ministry and met my husband there at middle school camp. But we were not middle schoolers. We were working at the camp. (laughs) Um, so God brought us together in a very unique way and we got married and moved. So when we moved, um, my mom actually was in ICU. She has this really rare autoimmune disease and it was very serious. Um, I mean, if like, if she hadn't had certain doctors, they may not have done the right treatment. And so the Lord just provided. And during that season, I had a huge reality check. Like I know that life is so short and I want to live for God's glory and I want to take risks for God. So Greg and I had zero money, but I started, um, an Etsy business called life Live beautifully, where I was basically finding things at garage sales and trying to remake them into beautiful things that women could use. Cause I had no money to like start up anything. So in that first year though, I remember opening my journal one day to read the word and just feeling like, I don't know how to study God's word. I mean, I, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor. I went to a Christian school. Um, I don't even know how to study the Bible. And then I just didn't even know what to write in my journal. And I felt really overwhelmed and just dry in my walk with the Lord. And I remember just sitting there and just the Lord putting this in my heart, like create a quiet time journal for women that you're not the only one struggling with this. Mm. So I started looking, I couldn't find anything out there that would, um, that was something that women could use tangibly every day to study God's word. So that's where the creation of the Gimme Jesus journal started and God used at I was out of college at that point, but I was leading a college girls Bible study group. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls that came was studying graphic design. And I mean, literally this was like the week that I felt like God calling me to create this journal. And then she came to the study. I'd never met her before. And I asked her, I was like, can you, I don't know how to use, I don't, I don't even know what design program to use. Like I can sketch this idea. Can you teach me? So she did. And again, just God provided in so many ways for me to create this journal and, um, and it met a need and we've been making it for, I think that's been like seven years at this point, seven years. And we sold thousands of them to women all over the world. So this journal is created to be a helpful guide and tool for you to study God's word, um, and to implement spiritual disciplines in your daily walk with him. So like prayer, stillness, studying scripture, um, praising God, um, memorizing the word, you know, all of these things are woven into how you use the journal so that you can live out those spiritual disciplines and have a deep abiding walk with him that is based on his word. Oh, I just love the journal and Gretchen. They're so cute. Like, (laughs) Of course you're a fashion merchandising major because yeah. it's so daggum cute. Oh, well, I want to make it beautiful. And this is so cool. So God created beauty. God oh, yeah. loves beauty. I am reading in Exodus right now, and I'm almost through reading all the details about the tabernacle. And if you've never read it, I think people can think it's boring, but it's so not boring at all. Like it's showing us Christ who will come. And as you go through it, though, God is so detailed in what it was to be like. And the details aren't boring. Like they are beautiful and they are intentional. And, um, you even see just, I don't, I just love it. Like it makes me so excited. And I was too, I can't remember which chapter in Exodus. It might be Exodus 31 where he talks about Aholiab and Bezalel. 
I'm probably saying their names wrong, but it says that God gave them skill and ability and craftsmanship to make these things for the tabernacle for his glory. And every time I read that, I get excited because God created us to create. So mm-hmm. even in this journal and in the studies that we produce and um, in the book, I wanted it to be beautiful because our eyes are drawn to beauty. And ultimately that beauty is to point us to Christ who is infinitely worthy and beautiful. So it just makes me excited. And that, that's one of the reasons why we want our products to be um, beautiful, not just for women to see like, oh, that's a pretty journal, but we want them to then open the word and behold his beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes me, that makes me so excited. Oh, that makes me excited too. And I just read Exodus a couple of weeks ago. I'm doing the Bible yes. project through a year. Uh-huh. And that is so funny that you say that because exactly when it got to that part about the tabernacle, it's so detailed, mm-hmm. but that's because we serve a detailed God and he's in every little moment. And it yeah. made me realize how much he cared. Yes. He wants this to be just right. And he's like, it has to be this long, has to be this time, like every little thing. And like this gold, this different jewel, like all the different things. It's like, wow. Yeah. And then he created me in my mother's womb before I saw the light of day and he knew me before time began. Like what? Yes. And it's so, you know, Georgia, that's another, I feel like we can feel intimidated by reading books of the old Testament, but just from reading Exodus, God showed you all of that. And, you know, even for me this morning, I was able to pull it up in my Bible just now, like the Lord is in all of his word. He authored all of the word. And so when you read all of it, he speaks like, and sometimes it may feel like, well, what's God going to tell me in Leviticus or in numbers girl, I've been trying those two books. It took everything in me to sit there and be like, okay, I know this is important. I need to sit here and not close my Bible. So I had to switch it up. So I get the Bible app out and I Uh have it read it to me while I'm looking at it because there's purpose in it. There's, there's intentionality behind, you know, every family tree that is so important, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a discipline too. It is, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love that you switched it up and started listening to it. And, you know, that's what people did in the old Testament. The word was read to them. They memorized it. They passed it down. And in Hebrews 10, 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, I believe I may have just said Hebrews 10. I think that was Romans 10, 17. So I want to correct that reference. Yes. So Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So yeah. it's important for us to also listen to it. And I love using Bible apps. I use um, the dwell app a lot too, to listen to it. I love that they pair music with it in the background. Have you used it? No, but I love music. Georgia, oh my gosh. So the dwell app. Okay. I'm going to look that yeah. up. Yes. I will Girl. send you a link and you can get a discount with it. And it's so Clean. good. And they have um, reading plans too. But sometimes even when I just feel overwhelmed in the day, I will pull up one of their plans and just listen to verses um, about praising God, about casting all your cares on him, about worshiping him. And it just reorients my heart and helps remind me that these present problems are not, you know, overwhelming to God. Like he is not just, you know, going, what am I going to do? Oh my goodness. Everything's messed up. Like he's not, he is in control. And we have to remind our souls of that so often. And that's something too, Gretchen is I don't want to be indifferent that, that, you know, 
in a, in a good, holy and reverent way, that kind of scares me to be yeah. different about things. And I'm leading a little Bible study on Elijah and girl yes. there is so much goodness in the dadgum story of the prophet Elijah. And, so good. oh, I just love it. I love it. It's by Priscilla. If y'all want to look it up, it's with Lifeway, but it's been so yeah. sweet. Um, just the time that it's taking to go through this story. It's very detailed and just seeing how yeah. every moment is on purpose. Even him, you know, seeing the, the widow and how she's taking yes. care of Elijah. Like it's yeah. been so cool. But something that I read this morning was, and I'm, this is like definitely the Georgia Brown translation. Like I'm going to not get this a hundred percent, but yes. he said, to the, um, he said to all the false prophets that were worshiping Baal, he said, how long will you tarry between, you know, worshiping God or worshiping Baal? Like, when are you going to choose? Like, Mm. what is enough for you? And what was crazy is no one said anything. Mm. They didn't know how to respond. They didn't know where they stood. They, They couldn't, answer. And Mm. I want to have an answer. I want to be the one that says yes to Jesus. I want to be the one that puts down the things of this world. And a phrase that you say so often that I just love is you say word before world. And I want to make sure that I'm laying down my life. I'm laying down the things of this world so I can pick up his word and be a woman of his word. And Mm. to do that, it takes sacrifice. It takes it pruning like John 15. It takes abiding yeah. and man, oh, I just love it. And I know in this new season of being a mama, it looks different. Yeah. And with, yeah. you know, running your ministry and with this book. And so your book that is literally like coming out into the world very soon. Like <laughs> when's the launch date? April? April 6th. Yes. Girl, that's so soon. I know. It's crazy. It will be hitting shelves everywhere, right? Anywhere you want to buy books. Yes. Which is also very weird too. Um, Just to think about, but honestly, Georgia, like anytime I go into a store where the book will be, I just pray that the Lord will draw the right people to get it and just do a work in their heart because we were talking about this before, but like, this is not about me. This is about Jesus. This is not my book. This is really his book showcasing what he has done, his rescue, his redemption and restoration. Like this is about him and for his glory. And so, you know, I am praying boldly because I want people to know him. I want people to long for him and to Mm -hmm. experience him. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. April 6th. Mm, Y'all you got to go get your copy. And that's something (laughs) I just love so much about you. Gretchen is like, you say yes to him, even when it's hard and even when it's inconvenient and even when you don't feel like it. And that's something that's been just so inspiring for me. Yeah. And even your, your social media hiatus that you go on and, and I need to go on one. Like I was thinking about this this morning is when was the last time that I took a break, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm just so inspired by your heart and like, you could have said no all those years yeah. ago. You could have. And you yeah. know what? He will find someone else. We've seen that throughout scripture mm-hmm. that the Lord will accomplish his work, but to see him use you and to see him, you know, use your specific writing voice, your specific talents, it's all coming together for him and for his glory. And when you said that, you know, it's not about me, yeah, it, 
it just, it like tickles. <laughs> I just love it because it, it's so beautiful. And you see that and you see that you're, you're having to submit to Christ because you're sub to the mission. You're under his mission and he's yes. covering you and anointing you to do this great work, to carry out the great commission. And yeah. the Bible is an action. Go. Yes. And yeah. you're doing that. And so I'm really pumped to read this book and Another good action go step with this book is there's a journal. Yeah. Tell me about so the journal. I love talking to another journal lover. So on my bookshelf over there, Georgia, I have journals going back to the seventh grade. Like I have serious? literally, uh, yes, I've got journals since the seventh grade. And I want y'all to know seventh grade was a long, long time ago. And I love it so much because I can look back and I see what God was teaching me and just the growth over the years. So I am such a journaler. I believe in journaling as just this Ebenezer, this reminder of what God is doing. And it helps us remember too, what, um, you know, we can look back, but also as you're studying scripture, we talked about a second ago, how you can forget, you know, what you studied when you're writing it down, it helps you to remember it. I mean, this is just like, there's studies that have proven that when you write things down, you will remember it so much better. And so how much more should we be writing out God's word? Um, and so, yes, the journal is going to take the things that you learn in the book and give you so many ways to implement it. It's a devotional journal. So there's a ton of content in it um, that's going to help you just be able to grow daily in your walk with the Lord. And so it's, it's actually divided into several sections that are kind of woven into the book. So planted, rooted, growing, blooming flourishing. And in each of those sections, you are going to learn more about specific spiritual disciplines and how to implement them in your everyday life. And also you're given ways that you can do that in the journal. So I'm just so pumped. Like I am, I'm itching to start using it myself. <laughs> and I think I'm going to soon. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just, I can't wait to start filling out some of this information. And it's super interactive. It is really beautiful. It's full color. And it's something that I want people to use over a really long period of time. Um, and even in the back of it, we actually have this graph of all of the script, all of scripture. So like every chapter of every book of the Bible, so that you can see visually what you're reading in God's word. So say, you know, you're reading through Genesis, you can mark that off each day and it'll show you your progress as you seek to be a woman who knows all of God's word. So I'm so pumped to start using that too. That's so good. I love it. And I love how too, Gretchen, when you said like marking off, I don't know why this made me think of, you know, when you're younger and you're like, oh my gosh, I've watched this many seasons of this show. And like, yeah. as a kid, you feel so accomplished. You're like, oh man, I've watched that entire series. What if we were women that were like, yeah, I've read the whole Bible this many times. And oh yes. yeah, I know Genesis, like the back of my hand. And you can quote these, these scripture references and, and it's just so empowering. And that stuff that, you know, is eternal. Yeah, <laughs> And absolutely. so I just, I love that. And I've just seen the sanctification in my own life of switching from, oh, let's watch TV to, oh, let's read our Bible and let's start a new yes. devotional. And, and so that just really excites me that you have that in there because man, being a woman of his word that is, I think the most beautiful and attractive thing that we could yeah. be. Yeah, absolutely. And I want, you know, that we hear spiritual disciplines and I think we can think, Oh, like, I don't like the word discipline, but it becomes a delight. You know, if you're like, say I, I actually ran a half marathon many, many years ago. 
I um, have not run one since I've had kids, but you know, it, it's a discipline to train yourself to run that half marathon. And then when you do it, you just, you feel like on top of the world, you actually did it. Like you ran the half marathon. And, um, for some reason afterwards, you're like, I want to go run another one. Cause you were able to, you know, you accomplished it and it becomes a delight. Like I, I get to do this. And so with God's word, you know, sometimes it may feel a little awkward at first, like turning off the TV and opening your Bible. Cause you're like, uh, I don't normally do this and it may feel awkward, but the more you do it, the more it becomes just a daily rhythm and a delight in your day. Something that you're like, actually, I don't want to watch TV right now. Like I want to be in God's word. And so just know that God will transform that into just this delight and desire in your heart to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. It's just so exciting. And I just, I love it. And I love how his creation just points back to the creator. Mm-hmm. And you've taught me a lot about that, actually. Yes. Um, if you don't follow Gretchen on Instagram, you need to. What's your personal account? It's just my name, Gretchen Saffles. Okay. And yeah, I know Saffles is a weird one, Georgia. So it's cute. Greg, when he when he met me, he said his last name and I was like, what, what's your last name? And he goes, Saffles, like waffles with an S. So if you need to remember it, it's like waffles, but it starts with an S. That's how you spell it. <laughs> because you're so awesome. <laughs> Girl, so sweet. I love it. So y'all need to follow her because truly in the springtime and when it gets warmer, she just goes to town on her beautiful garden. And let me tell you, I cannot wait. And, and I'm not trying to rush my life away, but I cannot wait to have a garden someday because I've just seen the beauty of your zinnias. And so tell me, girl, what have you learned about our father through your garden? Okay. I have to say something first. Okay. You don't have to wait, Georgia. You don't have to I wait. Don't. Like get some pots. You can oh, start can- a little garden on like a back porch or something. Can I make zinnias in a little pot? You can, I'll send you, I'll send you some resources. Oh, please do because they're so cute. Yeah, girl, you don't have to wait. I don't even have like the best areas, but I just make it work. I mean, I find areas in our yard and the first garden I ever did was just potted, all potted stuff on my back porch. So you can totally do it. Like, okay, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, you are doing it this year. So, okay. In the garden, I did a first like real garden last year during the pandemic, and it was so amazing. Um, just what the Lord taught me. And so there are several things. One would be patience. There's so much patience in the growth process. Like mm. you don't plant a seed and it grow overnight. Like that seed, those zinnias that grew and they became huge and so beautiful and so abundant, but like those came through a long process that was months after planting them. And so even in our spiritual lives, God is slowly transforming us. He's sanctifying us. He's growing us in all the things that we're walking through. And so having patience in your walk with the Lord, a lot of times we can want just change to happen overnight. And sometimes that does happen, Georgia, but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's this journey. It's this slow moving Um, sanctification as we spend time in his word and as we seek him daily. And then also the importance of abiding in him, like remaining, making our home in Christ and remaining attached to Jesus, who is the true vine. So abiding in him means that we are willing to receive pruning. Like I talked about my rose bushes a second ago, those would not grow and be healthy if we hadn't pruned them back. 
the pruning actually helps them to grow. We're removing all this dead extra stuff. And even with my zinnias, so this is crazy when they're growing. One thing that you do to have more abundant flowers is you pinch them off right when they're starting to bloom, like they're starting to create buds and it feels so painful because you're like, Oh, I'm taking off so much of the plant, but by pruning them at that point, they actually produce double the amount of flowers that it spreads out. And it's such an amazing picture of our life that God, when he prunes us as John 15, two says, it's so we may bear more fruit for his kingdom. And so the importance of just abiding in him, delighting in him and remaining attached to Jesus. And then just the joy, like there's so much joy in gardening and God is joyful. He's the creator of joy. Like he is a happy God and he desires our happiness in him. And so I learned so much just about the joy of it. Like every day I would get so excited to go out to the garden. And I mean, already it's pretty outside. And I actually have some, I bought some bulbs the other day at Costco. I've never grown these flowers and I'm going to go plant them today. Um, I don't know if they're going to grow, but it's just that process. Like there's so much joy in it in doing that hard work and doing this work that is bigger and that doesn't rely on the things that you do. I mean, I can plant it outside, but ultimately God's the one who gives the growth. And so it taught me so much just about having joy in him and just enjoying my walk with him. Wow. That just excites me. I really cannot wait to start my little flower pot garden. Yes. Oh, girl, you can totally do it. You can do it. Oh, yes. I'm going to do it. And I love that you said that like you can plant him, but it's God's job to to do the rest. And, and that's something too, Gretchen. Oh girl, I'm learning this with people. Yeah. Like with my, with my friends, with my classmates, with the people that I mentor, it's like, okay, yes, we can be the farmers that go out into the world and plant the seeds. Yeah. We can share the truth and share the hope that we have. And we have to trust and let go and trust that the Lord and the Holy spirit will work in and in through their lives to just continue to water on that. And, yeah. and all we can do is show up. And I, I love that. And so that's really good. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so fun. And so get outside and just enjoy, even if you can't start a garden or if you don't have a desire to start a garden, enjoy God's creation. It's all around you. Like go look and see the buds happening on the tree, like smell grass, smell flowers as you walk by them or just stop and, and look at them, how intricate they are and different and unique. Like God made all of them. He is Uh the designer. Um, He's the wildflower creator and sustainer. And so enjoy him and just ask him to open your eyes to see him and creation all around you. Doesn't doesn't matter where you are. If you live in a city, if you live on a farm, it doesn't matter where you live. His creation, the sky is still above you. The ground is still beneath you. And we can praise him um, just right where we are, right where our feet are planted. I just love you. And I'm just so grateful for your book coming out. It is called The Well-Watered Woman. And y'all, you just need to go get you a copy because it's <laughs> truly going to point you to your creator. And like Gretchen said, she was just the vessel. This is all straight from your heavenly father. And man, it's cute too. So make sure you go get you a copy and a journal too. And mm. Gretchen, I just thank you for being you. And thank what? You. where else can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media or on Well Watered Women. 
um, on Instagram or at our website. We also share Bible study tools. We create Bible study tools, articles, gospel centered resources that'll help you grow in your walk with the Lord. So that's just wellwateredwomen.com. You can find all of those things or at wellwateredwomen on Instagram. Well, thank you, Gretchen. Have a good day. Thank you, Georgia. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite part was. You can leave us a review here or send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. More pep talks, words of wisdom, and fun conversations are headed your way soon.